You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hello, everyone. We're together again. Oh, I know it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> I know. This last like couple weeks has been just crazy for both of our lives. Nothing like we're still friends. <laughs> we're still, like, we're still <laughs> yeah, not us together. Yeah. <laughs> but we just, yeah, we have not been able to get it together to be able to record at the same time. So we're really excited that we got through that bumpy patch and we're back for this episode. And hopefully it's like a sign of calm things to come for both of us because I think we could use some weeks of normal, well, kind of normalcy as much as we can get for now. Yeah, seriously. Well, let's get this episode kicked off with our highs and lows. Um, We're going to talk about traveling with kids tonight, which is going to be really cool with the 4th of July coming up. Um, But we'll get to that in a little bit with our awesome guest. I'll go ahead and start with my... Hi. Um, so I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to talk to you guys about running my half marathon. So I did it. <laughs> I live to tell the tale. I've only ran one time since because I was I <laughs> took a, a whole week off. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was it was really like challenging. I didn't talk about this on here, right? No. Okay, I'm like, wait, this seems familiar, but maybe. I know, I, I know, I can't even remember what yeah. was last week. I was like, oh yeah, you weren't here. I thought yeah. I was gone. We've been yeah. going through it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <going> so-, <laughs> <laughs> so the race, it was, it, yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only like a little over a week ago. So it was awesome. I ran it in record time. I hit like a personal record for the fastest half marathon I've ever run. Uh, the fastest, like each mile was really consistent and a super fast pace. And yeah, I ran it alone. Um, had my dog for the first 10 miles. And then <laughs> my husband met me because we only like him to run 10 miles. That's like his max. So mm-hmm. my husband, we had a point where he was going to meet me with Nora and like kind of cheer me on and, and take cafe. So I'm running up the hill, mile 10. And I see hubby and Nora and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there they are. I'm feeling so great. (laughs) Like just on this runner's high, like I can't wait to like see them right now. And then I'm like, I'm taking the stroller. I feel great. I'm going to take the stroller. He's like, you are? And I was like, yeah, it's only three miles. I got this. I'll take it. Biggest mistake of my life. (laughs) So I pushed through the last three miles with the stroller. And somehow I like mapped out my course in my car. So somehow it just didn't equal out properly on the pavement, which I was a little bit worried about. So I accidentally ran 13.25 miles instead of 13.1. So Mm -hmm. I also, that's the longest I've ever run. I've like 13.1 has been my max. So I went a little bit over my longest. So it was just a bunch of like personal records felt really awesome and my family came and we had like a little finish line like social distance finish line they had like signs for me like cheering me on and flowers and yeah it felt really good it was a really really good high and in retrospect I wish I didn't take the stroller but I'm glad Nora got to cross the finish line with me so yeah yeah that's really for her yeah Yeah. it was really cute she was cheering go mama go and it was yeah it was super cute 
Um, my low and why I was not here last week. My husband, um, last Tuesday was at work and it was like eight 30 in the morning and he called me, which is super unusual for him to be calling me at that time. And so I answer and he's like, Hey, have some bad news. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm in the ER. Like, just, like, words you do not want to hear come out of your husband's mouth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And, I mean, the first ex-husband was like, coronavirus? Like, what's happening? Like, do you have it? Like, what? Like, just a million things went through my head. Yeah. So, he, he cut the tip of his finger off. And he basically amputated it himself. It was, like, literally hanging on by a piece of skin. He sat in the ER for five hours. They took x-rays right away, and then they just left him there basically for five hours before they were finally like, okay, we're going to send you to an orthopedic. So he, after five hours of just, like, being in the ER, freaking out about every, like, you know, I couldn't go there, obviously, and he was all alone because there can only be one person in there. They sent him to this place. They kind of stitch him up, send him home, and tell him you have surgery in the morning. And they didn't know if they were, like, going to be able to, like, try to put, like, a little plate in there and try to save it. Or if they were going to just, like, correct the amputation, which is what they ended up doing. So, you know, we just, like, we had no idea, like, how much of his finger was going to need to come off. Was it going to be to the first knuckle? Was it going to be, you know, like, his whole fingernail is going to be gone? Like, what was going to happen? Um, so he had his surgery. And he, I mean, he it's on his hand. So he... He just, he is going crazy because he's healing and like, we're through the worst of it. He's off of the painkillers already. We're managing it with ibuprofen. Like it's super uncomfortable at night, but during the day he just physically cannot do much. And he's going crazy because he just like has to be so careful. And it's just been a lot worrying about him and just like caring, you know, caring for him, making sure that. He's, like, getting his medicine on time and his, you know, ev- everything that he needs. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of him the best I can. So, it's been... I'm real tired. <laughs> Just, like, it's been a, it's been a lot over here because I've been busy with work and Nora's a toddler and... You know, I have my two animals and then just making sure he's getting, like, the best care and time that he needs. And I also realized, I was just talking to him about this today, like, he's like, you're doing such a good job. Wow, it really does. It takes two people to run a household. Like, you're doing so good. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like, actually, I'm pretty spoiled because he does a lot. And you don't really think about it until that person's out of the picture. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, he there's like a a lot that he does, and so just carrying that all as one person, it, plus like the worry for him, it's just it's intense. Yeah. So it's a low, just in the sense of you know it's been kind of crazy and um, just scary, and yeah, you know, just in general. But we found out that we just got to see it. He got his like he had his first physical therapy appointment, and they unwrapped it and stuff. And it's, like, literally, literally the tip top of his finger. Like, you probably would not even notice. He has, like, a fake silver 
nail sewn on right now so that his nail bed will grow back. So he didn't oh. lose his whole first knuckle. And like you can, you would never know once it's healed. So yeah, well, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's that. So, I mean, it can, it can only go up from that. <laughs> <laughs> Knock like, on wood. <laughs> I know. I'm like, find some wood. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, or Quentin, that's like traumatic. I've never been to the ER for myself, so I can't yeah. like imagine what I watch way too much Grey's Anatomy. So I'm like, oh my god, what was it like in there? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, that's like a whole nother thing. He's he saw and heard some crazy stuff while he was there. You can imagine the yeah, times right now, but yeah, yeah but... so he's uh, yeah, he's he's getting better. So that's to good. better times next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, good. I hope he. Rec- I'm sure he'll be recover fine. And it sounds like it shouldn't like disable him or anything in his hand. So that's. Oh no, the- yeah, it sounds like he's gonna be totally, totally normal. Like they said, in six months, you're not even gonna re- like remember this happened. Basically, so. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, um, let's see. My high, actually, like have two to pick from so i think i think i'll go with the simple one (laughs) so today we've just been like it's been rainy and gloomy here and um i've just been super like stressed out and all that stuff i'll get to my lows but today we're like you know what we're gonna just have fun for the rest of the day i had some work to do and then i was like as soon as i'm done we're gonna have fun so put my work down and then i came out and i was like okay guys i know what i want to do first i want to play hide and seek and they're like, okay. And so the four of us took turns, like, hiding. And we came up with a point system. Like, if you got found cool. first, you get zero points. If you get, you know, next person gets one and the last person gets two. Yeah. Um, I just love hide and seek. I love hiding. It's, like, so fun. And especially <laughs> with kids, they're getting better now the older they are at finding and hiding. Because it used to just be, like, everyone wants to just follow me and hide where I am. I'm like, yeah. that's not fair. <laughs> But so with my husband, too, it was like super competitive. It was so funny. Like him and Michael even did like a tiebreaker hide at the end, just the two of them. And I'm like using a stopwatch to see who takes longer to fight each other. Like we're a competitive <laughs> household. It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love it. For the record, Michael had horrible time, but we realized that he had more points than Mikey did because um, they found us first. And I think because we're so much bigger. Yeah, like it's hard to shove this body in places. So, (laughs) so yeah, that was my high. That was super. That was super fun today. Just like wholesome family time. Um, My low, I just, (laughs) I've just been super, super stressed out lately. Which is just, I think I've said that before. So, I mean, it's not a normal thing for me. This is all so new and out of character for me. Um, Just, I had like this work order that just was really not going well and I finally finished it but it's diff like a different stitch than what we originally planned so I don't know it's it's for a person that has clients so it's not even Mm. like directly for someone so I'm like I hope they like it (laughs) first of all I went and I dropped it off at the house but the mailbox at the road said the the address but then the house didn't have numbers on it And Mm -hmm. it's like, it could have only been that house. It's like kind of a rural road. But like part of me is freaking out that I left it and that's not even the right house. And they don't know who I am to call me or anything. And I'm just like, oh my God. And the lady doesn't come back until like next, late next week. 
So I'm just like, okay, waiting to see if they like like it or they're gonna call pissed at me and if they even got it or like who knows. Oh, so I have that. I'm just like dwelling on a lot of stuff. Um, we have family stuff going on and whatever. So I've just had like tremors for I I don't know how long it's been going on. I think like most of the day most days for like the past week or so maybe and I'm not sure if it's like a side effect from my medication because we like bumped some stuff up um it could be that or just like anxiety and stress and of course I googled it today and both are strong possibilities so yeah I just don't know what to do and I just feel like I feel like I've got like a buzz going (laughs) but I'm (laughs) haven't been drinking at all and I'm just like shake like it feels like my whole inside my inside of my body is like vibrating it's super mm-hmm. weird and I'm just like mentally just spent and I and my my husband's like just um, just relax which like, yeah. doesn't work but he's like you, you don't have anything to stress about like this is all gonna be okay but I'm like and then I like make up stuff in my head like oh I haven't talked to this person in a while are they mad at me like I just it's been a lot so I'm sorry I know I've minus the actual like tremors but like the buzz in the body of anxiety and stuff I know how that feels I'm sorry that's awful so I don't know what I'm gonna do about it (laughs) just write it out I guess but (sighs) yeah just something new fun little journey through this quarantine now with physical side effects which is just exciting but yeah I'll, I'll get through and it could be worse for yeah. sure. <sighs> yeah. 2020. 2020. I <laughs> what I need is to get away on a freaking vacation, which yeah. just so happens to lead us into our episode for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be talking about traveling with kids. So if it wasn't this insane virus quarantine social distancing time, I'm sure a lot of us would be taking vacations during the summer. Which is like my favorite part, camping and all that. So, um, which I think a lot of people are, according to social media, I'm seeing a lot of people are able to go on some of these summer trips that they had planned. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Camping is really big right now too, because mm-hmm. you can still, yeah, still social distance and yeah, and the all more that. things are opening up, the more people are getting out and you know, yep, traveling and doing those things. So, yeah, that's true. So our guest tonight is my friend Kaylin. Um, I immediately thought about her when we were planning out this episode. Um, she's mama to one little girl, Margot, and her and her husband and her daughter have traveled as much as I know any mom to travel with a kid. They've been on some really cool adventures. So I wanted to bring her on and she can share some of her you know, tips and tricks and experience and maybe we can you know, help ease the the troubles of traveling with kids. So let's go ahead and welcome Kaylin to the show. Hi, Kaylin. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are really excited to have you. I can't wait to hear some tips and tricks because I have not yet mastered traveling with children <laughs> which I don't know if you anyone can really achieve like master status but oh no no yeah I do have some stories we've yes. we've traveled a lot but you know I think my situation is a bit unique I only have one kid so I'm a little bit jaded in that you know I don't have to juggle multiple kids but 
when I travel with my family, I come from a huge family. So there have been times where I'm in charge of eight nieces and nephews and that gets chaotic. Yeah. Oh my my gosh. We went to the beach today. Oh, what's that? Okay. So hopefully I can help. But yeah, yeah. We went to the beach today. It was only a two hour drive, but it's the first time we've been out in like, like anywhere big in, you know, months. And I was Uh like, I just have one kid as well. And I was just like, man, I forgot how much dang work goes into this, like, packing up the diaper bag. I have not done that in forever. Like, snacks, change of clothes, extra shoes, what's the weather going to be like? And that's just for a dang day trip. So it's just so, yeah, it's just so hard. So, yeah, I'm really excited to hear your tips, too. So um, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we dive in? Okay, sure. Um... Well, my name is Kaylin. I live in Vancouver, Washington, and I've always lived in Washington my whole life, so kind of all over. And um, I went to college where I met your husband, Mickey. Yeah. Well, kind of. So, so Mickey's husband and my husband are good friends from childhood. Um, and let's see, I tried out the corporate world for a good seven years and gave it a good try. And I recently, well, like a year and a half ago, quit my job and I went into construction and I'm working as an interior designer now. So, um, yeah, that was a big life shift for me and my family, but it's been really, really, really fun. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm a little bit left brain, a little bit right brain and make shit happen. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you're, I love your creativity and, um, this the thing that I noticed first that you've done is your laundry room. Oh yeah. Oh, she did a like, um, geometric tile backsplash, but like all like some white and like multicolor. It's, it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm so jealous about it. Yeah. It's a labor of love for sure. Cause I painted every single tile individually by hand. Oh my God. It took me a straight month of painting that thing, but it was like one of those things where I just had to like prove to myself that I could complete something, you know, like my life is full of half complete DIY projects all the time. And this one, I had like a construction crew waiting on me. Like you got to finish this because we're <laughs> going to put it on the wall. Right. So I had that pressure and it was kind of, it was really good. I learned a lot about myself. I like loved it. And then I hated it. And then I questioned everything I was doing and then it came full circle and was like, no, this is the vision. But, but that backsplash is what got me my job. Because yeah. oh, wow. like, the, the, the construction crew were called Design Doctors Construction. I hired them to help me with the project. And through that process, they were just like impressed with the way I designed my space. Usually we, well now me, I design people's spaces for them. But that project, I kind of just like took the reins because I knew exactly what I wanted. And so, yeah, it was like a, the best interview of my life. And then here we are. It's pretty cool. So yeah, I have pictures of it online if you go check it out. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta see this. Rainbow fantastic, yeah. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I'm like, we're putting in a plain white subway tile backslash right now, and I'm like, I wish I had the creative genius (laughs) and flexible husband to let me do something like that in our house. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, like, when we were designing that space, I said, I picked out subway tile. I think it was, like, taupe or something. And the way I said it was, like, oh, we'll just put up taupe backslash. And my contractor was like, you sound so defeated. <laughs> like, what do you actually want? And I looked at David, my husband, and I was like, do I even tell them? 
or <laughs> are they gonna think I'm crazy you know because it's not normal to want rainbow tile in, the, in your house but I think it just screams I'm never moving you know yeah I, I yeah. put my stamp on my house if I move I'm taking that backlash with me one way or the other <laughs> there's no way I'm on the wall right <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Okay, so <laughs> now we'll we'll start um, talking about traveling because I'm yeah. I'm really interested in this. So, where all have you traveled with your family? Um. Well, I wrote it down because there's a lot. Um. Let's see. So, well, with Margot. So I think I'm just gonna start with after Margot since this is more of like a mommy thing, right? Yeah. And um, how old is how old is Margot? Margot turned four in April, so she's okay. just a little bit over four, awesome. and she's been to 14 states and three countries, so oh we've gosh. traveled a lot over the last, well, I mean, and I feel like we actually haven't traveled in the last year for the most part, like, we we covered a lot of ground pretty early on when she was young, I mean, you know, you don't have to pay for a plane ticket until they're two, so we kind of tried to take advantage of that, we traveled a lot in her first two years of life, nice. um, and I married into a Taiwanese family. So one of those trips was mostly paid for. I know traveling is really expensive. So we we're pretty lucky with having family all over that want us to come visit and kind of help subsidize a lot of that traveling. So um, we spent like 15 days, I think, in Taiwan. That was our longest trip. And it was certainly the longest traveling time. Yeah. You know, bringing, how old was she? I think she was two and a half for that trip. It was a 16 hour flight. I can't. Uh, I have an almost two year old right now. I can't even imagine being on a yeah, plane with her for that long. I know. So I think one of the reasons why we did travel so much, like leading up to that Taiwan trip, was we really wanted to do that trip and we needed her to be good on the plane. So mm -hmm. we did a lot of, um, I have family in the Midwest. So we've done Chicago, like we fly in and out of Chicago and we'll road trip to Michigan. So we hit like, you know, states on that trip and we've done that twice um we've been to we flew in and out of new orleans one time but we did a road trip we went through mississippi alabama and florida on that road trip oh, cool. we've done disney we've done san francisco we've done a lot of a lot of local trips to like um black butte we've driven out to boise i think that was her longest car trip was like nine hours uh and we've done an alaska cruise with her she was a year and a half when we went to an Alaska cruise and she was like the only baby on the boat. You know, the Alaska cruise is like stereotypically all the old people. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like oogling and ogling over her because she's so cute. Right. So that oh. was a whole fun. Uh, yeah. But they sleep so well on cruises for the record because the mm. boat rocks. She oh, just yeah. slept like a lot more than usual on that trip. She, it was just like narcolepsy. The boat was so soothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, oh. What else did we do? We've been to Atlanta. And yeah, I guess that's, that's like the full list. All outside of a bunch of local stuff. Like we have family that lives all over Washington. So we do a lot of road trips. Yeah. Like at least once a month we're driving somewhere. Not now because of COVID oh, yeah. crap. But yeah. yeah. So she's my, my road warrior, as they yeah. say. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm curious, how did the, how did the 16 hour flight go? It was a breeze. I'm telling you, she didn't cry once. It was pretty crazy, but I don't know, like at least for us and Margot specifically, that's my daughter's name. I don't, I've probably said that a couple of times now, but um, 
she does really well when you manage her expectations. So we talked about it a lot leading up to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So she knew what I did. I told her and I convinced her that we were moving. Hmm. I don't know if that was the right thing to do, but it, it worked for me. I told her like, we are going to be living on the plane because it's 16 hours to a kid is forever. Mm-hmm. Right. So she couldn't even like imagine that there was an out, you know, I had to really convince her that this is where we are. This is where we're staying. And um, I do a lot of surprises, like a lot of little um, bribes, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I dole them out every two hours so she's always looking forward to the next toy you know that kind of helps hold her attention and at the time I was still nursing her and so that was sort of my secret weapon like Mm -hmm. I breastfed her for a really long time up until she was three actually like just over three when she stopped and so when we were on that trip if there was any issue I could always just like stick her on my boob it was like the best pacifier that's yeah. always been what I did on airplanes if she ever got fussy or if you're going up and down, put her on the boot because, you know, they can't chew gum. It helps with the ear, ear pressure. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't going to do that, I also use like lollipops for the air pressure because mm-hmm. again, chew gum. So, and she would always look forward to the lollipops. I asked Margo, mm-hmm. like I told her I was going to be on the phone with you girls talking about her traveling. And I asked her, like, what's your favorite part about traveling? And she said, I love the airplane port because I get as many lollipops as I want, which is true. (laughs) (laughs) But I do the, like, no sugar, organic, you know, they're, like, not bad for her, whatever. But that's her treat, lollipops. So that's that's my secret weapon. That's so cute that a four-year-old has, like, a favorite part of traveling. I love that. (laughs) She loves airplanes. And, I mean, we use that to our advantage. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also have the coolest suitcase ever that holds her attention really well. And she can only have it when we travel. So I hide it. It's like completely awesome. out of sight. Um, but she calls it her Nene, but it's actually called a jet box or no jet kids bed box. It's like this mm-hmm. box that holds uh, essentially like a memory foam mattress. And I put all her toys in there too. And she can sit on it and ride it. Like she'll sit on it and there's like a little handle that you hold. And then there's a pulley. And I just pull her through the airport and she rides on it. Like, I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Because it's like she's riding a horse. Mm-hmm. And then once you get on the plane, it opens up and it makes the seat. It fills that gap. You know, so like if a little kid is sitting in the seat and their feet can kind of like dangle and they're always kicking the seat in front of them because there's all this airspace. What it does is it like lifts up and it makes the seat a bed so she can lay down completely. Cool. And so she'll just lay down and read her books or watch her iPad, play with toys or whatever. She's pretty content. And I would recommend the bed box to absolutely everyone who has to travel with a kid, you know, because it really helps. And it keeps all her toys and all her snacks out of my bag. So I have room (laughs) for my stuff because, I mean, we all know that as a mom, our bag becomes their bag. It's like, where does my stuff go? So that. That when we got the bed box, it really helped with all of that because then I can still have my things. Yeah, but. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's such a good idea. What is what's been the most difficult trip you guys have taken? Mm, let's see. We once did like a seaside trip, you know, seaside Oregon. Mm-hmm. My parents have a place there, so we would go there often, and it was the first time we took her there. 
And that didn't go well because she was an infant and would just cry and cry. And it was on my, my birthday and I was just so dramatic about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was just me in my head. But that was because we were supposed to spend the whole week. And I just gave up after one day. I was like, we're just going home. <laughs> I'm over it. So that was yeah. like the most excited I ever felt on a trip. It's like, yeah. But, you know, you learn from it. I don't know. I feel like I'm the kind of person where, yeah, I'll set expectations for Margot so that she's prepared, but I just lower my expectations. Mm. Like, that's always been the person I am. You just have to roll with the punches and know that it's never going to be perfect. Oh, oh, I could tell you a bad story, actually. <laughs> we were driving from Chicago to Michigan one time. Margot puked all over the rental car. Oh, jeez. Oh, it was so bad. And it was in the worst city ever. Have you ever heard of, sorry, this is mean. Apologies to Gary, Indiana. It's just not a great place to be. It's not a great place to pull over. <laughs> it's like one of the highest crime rates in the country. And just, oh, no. You just don't feel great. And we had to like pull over on the side of the freeway because we, we didn't want to actually go into the city because it's just, <laughs> it's like an abandoned town. I don't know if you've ever Googled it. Google it. It's not a great place. So we actually made a decision that it was safer to stay on the freeway. We're on the side of the freeway, just cleaning up baby puke. So yeah. But you know what? You roll with it. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to learn. learn. Yeah. I mean, and things happen, you know, and the worst thing that we could have done is made Margot feel bad about herself. Right. Like it's not her fault that she got car sick. You know, we push her to the limits in some degree, you know? So yeah, that was not fun, but. Yeah, so lower your expectations, and then everything will be great. In traveling and in life sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly, I mean, that's that's something, like, a lot of us mamas and businesswomen need to work on in general. Perfect. That's such a great piece of advice. And on the other hand of that, what's your favorite trip that you've been on? Mm. Let's see. Well, I did ask Margot what her favorite trip was, and I think I'm going to have to choose hers because it was really fun. We went to Boston last year, and we went to um, Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard, the the two islands out there, and we did oh. Cape Cod, and that was so much fun. And I asked her what her favorite part of Boston was, and she said, the bunk bed, because we stayed in a hostel <laughs> when we went cool. to Boston. With the baby, or a baby, she was three, I guess. Um, it was a, the coolest hotel ever. It, the one downside is, like, you know, hostels, you don't have your own bathroom. But oh. it was it was really cool because we got, like, this tiny little room with a bunk bed, and she thought it was the coolest thing to sleep on the top bunk. Oh. And then, like, like, a community shower, and she was just like, look at me. Like, she was just like, super into the whole thing. <laughs> and later, you ask her, like, what her favorite thing was. She's like, I like the bunk bed in Boston. Um, but we also went to listen to like live jazz music that trip and she remembers the jazz music and she was like really into that um, it's fun I think yeah that was I think that was my favorite trip because I think I like it the best because it's the one that she remembers the most and we mm-hmm. talk about it most frequently um, but genuinely our trip to Taiwan was probably the greatest because it was just like fully immersing ourselves in a completely different culture for over two weeks and I, I like watching her thrive in new and challenging environments, you know, watching her like make the realization that not 
no one speaks English and she had to find other ways to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's super cute. And so she catches everyone's attention, especially yeah. in Taiwan, which they like value like the cute little white girl, you know, so <laughs> she got a lot of attention from a lot of people and they're all talking at her in a different language. And she just totally thrived. She wasn't scared or intimidated by it. And so, uh, yeah, traveling to traveling to us is really important because you want be like part of a global community and not just like her local community. I think especially nowadays, you know, with all of the race conversations that we're having, it's important to understand who you are, you know? Yeah. And she's, yeah. A, she's a quarter Chinese, right? I mean, we say Taiwanese, but she's a quarter Chinese and that's nothing. I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. from Washington. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> much diversity in my background. So how do I get her to really own that part of her life is I have to expose her to it. And she has to learn from her cousins over there, you know, and her yeah. grandparents and her aunts and uncles over there. So I think the Taiwan trip is going to become a uh, routine for us. We're going to try to get over there every three to four years. Um, because it's really important to us so, so that she really understands like, who she is and and that there's different people in the world you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's beautiful you know like, that's awesome. young so that's our standpoint yeah I like that we we definitely um made the mistake of not going anywhere with our kids for the first like we took Piper on one trip when she was like 10 months old um just to Arizona and back and then that was it like we didn't even go stay the night at other people's houses for quite a while the couple times that we did were like they wouldn't go to sleep and just like horrible so we're like we're just not going to do this but then they're not they weren't used to traveling so then every trip we took was just a nightmare because they're like we're not in our bed like everything is different out of their comfort zone so that's like one of my biggest advice things to new parents is like keep going like even if you just have them like sleep in a different room in your own house like keep them yeah rolling with the changes because that really like I mean it's a big developmental thing too really forms their yeah like whole life (laughs) I should maybe add that I think one of the reasons why traveling in our family was as easy as it like it came easier to us is Margot's a co-sleeper we -hmm. didn't crib train her we tried and it just like wasn't for our family Mm -hmm. and she still to this day will try to find her way into my bed every night but what that does for traveling is she could care less where she was sleeping as long as she was next to one of us, mm-hmm. you know? So like we didn't have to travel with a pack and play. We didn't have to travel with all that extra, like, you know, the, the crib setup, And it made mm-hmm. us like traveling lighter, which just help us be more efficient in the airports and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge benefit. And that was a conscious decision that we did make because when we did get to that crib training or sleep training, stage of life like at four months or whatever we looked at our schedule ahead right and we had all these trips in line and we kept saying okay we'll sleep train her after Chicago we'll sleep train her after Disney we'll see and we just kept like chasing after this trip and this trip and this trip and I was like who are we kidding (laughs) she's just gonna be a co-sleeper we can't we can't do that and so it worked for our family really well and I will say that it, it made traveling a lot easier because she didn't get dependent on that room, that lighting, that crib, that blankie. Mm-hmm. She's a really flexible kid because we pushed her out of her comfort zone a lot. I mean, it wasn't always 
cupcakes and roses that's for for darn sure but yeah. it did make her a little bit more flexible with her sleeping arrangement yeah yeah i i will say um that is how it would end up for us when they were both a little bit older and we've gone on more trips since then it almost always would be me in a bed with piper and the boys together in a bit like in the hotel or whatever because yeah they're i mean they're scared and they they even do did well if we were in just the same room you know and they're in their like little sleeping bags or whatever made a big difference and took yeah a lot of stress off of them when they know okay i'm in this weird place but at least i have my mom you know that makes it yeah i can't i can't get my daughter to sleep in my bed with me if i tried like (laughs) she's so opposite and she like since since she was six weeks old she started sleeping through the night by herself in her own space and like she'll sleep in her pack and play as well um but she will not like that would make things so much easier traveling wise if I could just think like okay we'll have this one bed that we can all sleep in but she has got to have her independence she's got to have her own space it's nice because if we go somewhere like we we haven't taken her on a plane yet because I'm terrified of flying and the anxiety that comes around with that. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with me not traveling much in my life. I've probably been on a plane like 10 times that I can count even uh-huh. to this day. Um, but we've taken her on a lot of like overnight road trips and stuff. And we'll just pop her pack and play up in w- any old room. Like she won't even know the house and she'll just pass out and take her nap. And that's really nice. But I think that's held us back a lot from, you know, Like, oh my gosh, if we do go on a plane, like all the anxiety, plus we got to bring the pack and play and then this and then that. And like, it just gets so overwhelming. Yeah. We need to get over that. But yeah, traveling with all the things that you need, Mm -hmm. that gets overwhelming. This and this and this. Yeah. There's just, oh, I do have a hack I could share with that. Yes, please. So um, car seats, you can check those for free. And on Amazon, they have these like car seat bags or like just they just zip up. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we, sorry, airlines, we just shove a bunch of stuff in there. Oh. Like all the things that I know are going to be like disposable. So we would strap in like a bunch of um, extra wipes and diapers and whatever, like paper towels or those disposable um diaper changing pads, all the things that I would need on the trip, but I don't need on the airplane. I would just shove inside her car seat and I would um, like buckle it in so they don't float around. And then you see it in the bag and they don't see it and it checks for free. Those, (laughs) those wipes are so heavy that like you can't put those in your suitcase and think you're going to be under 50 pounds. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Our first trip, we just like traveled there and then we bought everything we needed when we got there, which is also a good option. Um, but sometimes you can just buy in bulk or use the Costco stuff that you already have and better cost savings to just put it in your, put it in the thing. I think strollers also mm-hmm. free and they also have stroller bags that you could do the same thing with. Ooh, okay. That's smart because some strollers are really heavy. So you can like mm-hmm. bring, we have, we had like a little double umbrella stroller that was like a lifesaver when we went to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, I love. Ooh, I love airport hacks because they charge you for everything. So do not feel oh, guilty right. about that. Oh no, no. Um, what other hack do I have? Well, I guess we have a we have like a travel car seat. It's really lightweight. Mm-hmm. Like don't travel 
your heavy car seat, just go buy a cheapo one that you can deal with. And I've never rented a car seat, but I think that you can. I'm just not into it. I'd rather like control that part of it. I'm kind of a safety person. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is hard though. Like when you go into cities, like we were in Chicago and you want to like Uber around town, mm-hmm. but you have a kid that like, you know, there are some Ubers, I think that you could request a car seat, but it's complicated. And I've tried it before and they'll all like request it and they reject you. And I request, you know, it's like, no one really oh, comes dang. with it. So yeah. I have had to like put her on my lap and just sort of, you know, test the waters, but they let you, they'll let you do that. They let you. Yeah. Cause it's a taxi. I think the taxi laws are a little bit different. Yeah. Done it very far. But, and when we went to Taiwan, car seats are not required. They're not law. Um, So you could go pretty much anywhere in Taiwan in a taxi, but we would do instead, like when we were, when we were going short distances, we were just taking the train. And so I would have her in my the stroller and you just stroll her onto the train or whatever they call that there. Um, and when we were going longer distances in Taiwan, we would actually charter a van for the day. And they would just like, so I could leave all my stuff in the van. So you cool. can do that with this. Is you just like basically rent a chauffeur for the day and you can put all your snacks, the stroller, the car seat, and you can accomplish what you need to accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've done that a couple of different places. Um, let's see. What other hacks do I have? Oh, well, you know how Anna and Elsa are a really big deal? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Margo's Anna and Elsa Barbie dolls only come out when we're traveling. Nice. So I kind of hold them hostage and it gets her really excited because they're her travel buddies. And I have endless pictures of her like pushing them up in the window in the airplane. So she's like always telling Anna and Elsa about the clouds, you know, so they're like, they're her airplane buddies, which also eases it. You know, Mm -hmm. again, it's like setting her expectations. I tell her we're going to be on here. I don't know how long I don't tell her that there's an end, but Anna and Elsa will be there and you'll get a prize every two hours and sleep if you can those are kind of things that I do so that's awesome I'm a huge fan of bribery parenting (laughs) do it do that too (laughs) yeah so I anytime we go even if it's like just uh, to see relatives like a few hours or whatever um I would like go to the dollar store and like get a little like little coloring kit and little like they just love anything like you could give Digger. them a box of a box and they would love it so yeah. <laughs> get a few little things and yeah hand it out to them keep them excited and entertained that's the part that I was always like worried about how are they gonna not drive each other and us crazy like bored for however long but they're it's getting a lot easier when they're older yeah and if all else fails snacks <laughs> mm-hmm or lollipops in my case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lollipops, yeah, <laughs> any kind of food. <laughs> um, what, was there anything, so you started traveling with her when she was really young. Was there anything that you were nervous about, about traveling? Oh my gosh, the first airplane ride I took her on was just like sheer torture. <laughs> yeah. She was like four months old. And I, I was a really nervous public nurser. You know, I was like convinced everyone on the compl- on the plane could see my nipple. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just like not true. <laughs> it's right. like not true at all. But I was hyper paranoid about like 
nursing in public spaces for the first, you know, six months or so. So that was really hard. And um, yeah, I just didn't know how she was going to do. And and I get, I get really anxious in public situations. If she was just going to scream the whole time, what would I do? I feel like I have that like guilty conscience, right? I would just feel so bad for everyone on the plane, but um, actually this is a good story. So the, f- the first plane ride we took, we got on the plane and we were traveling for like a family event and I had no idea who was getting to the place we were going at what time. Um, but my brother and his wife and family were in the row right behind us. And it was totally, I don't, I don't even know how I didn't see them when we were like queuing to get on the plane. But so that was great. Cause my brother, he has five kids. So he is That's seasoned, cool. you know, so yeah. I had, I had a lot of hands mm-hmm. available on that very first flight. So that was really good. But I was still very anxious about that. And like, I was really, really nervous about changing a diaper on an airplane. Oh, yeah. That whole concept was like, how are we going to do it? Like, what if she poops? It's going to smell. You can't not change it. Right. You know, so and that did happen. And honestly, I have a rock star husband and he was just like, I'll do it because I know it's just going to take so much off of you. And she did. She pooped on her first plane halfway through. It was super stinky. (laughs) And David, he made it work. He went into the bathroom and he found a way. I actually, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But he came back and he was like, that was not easy. <laughs> he, wasn't happy. he wasn't happy, but he did it. So yeah, he kind of, he helps me. We definitely fill in each other's gaps, basically. I have a, I have a great husband, super supportive throughout all of it. He's very, very hands-on, very hands-on. So yeah, those are my two nervous Nelly points, though. Yeah, it sounds pretty like common I think that I would be nervous about those things too what about misconception on traveling with children like anything that you know is common for people to think that you can debunk hmm well I mean kind of going back to what I was just saying like yeah kids are gonna cry on the airplane and it doesn't really bother people as much as it bothers you like mm-hmm. your kid crying bothers you so much more because okay. there's like, you know, something physiological that happens or even hormonal that happens when you hear your own kid cry versus someone else's, you know, yeah. it, it's, I'm sure it's irritating, but it's way more irritating to you. Um, I don't know. just that like, you have to be perfect because you're not, I mean, everything goes wrong when you travel, just mm-hmm. even without a kid. You can have an itinerary and it never goes to plan. So just like keep your perspective and just know that like you don't have to be perfect for your kids, you know, that they're just happy to be there. They're just happy to be with you, honestly. You know, I ask Margo all the time, like, what do you remember about Taiwan? And she's like, the dolphins. Like, (laughs) you remember that? We went to this like super cheesy dolphin show. (laughs) <laughs> and like it was so bad I don't know it was I can't really even explain it that's a whole nother episode but <laughs> yeah we, we did so much cool stuff there like that's what you remember okay so like don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to make these amazing <laughs> memories for them like for me like it's it's about the experience it's about keeping them cultured keeping them open-minded and you're you're making memories for yourself you know like mm-hmm. I will hold on to all of those and I'll continue to tell her about them and she relives them through photos but you know, yeah. and so yeah. I think a lot of people won't justify it because they say, oh, they won't remember it. You know, I took Margo to Disneyland and she she doesn't remember a lick of it. She was nine months old, you know, yeah. but I still think it was worth it. 
personally. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone has a different viewpoint on that. It's like people view it as wasting money if they're not going to retain it. But I don't remember things from high school. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, I think that that's sort of a moot point. I think you make it what you want it to be. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I never even stopped to think about like making memories for yourself because, yeah, there's, I mean, they're not going to remember the first like five plus years of their life unless they're like my daughter who remembers freaking everything <laughs> like really <laughs> weird know, everything i honestly think that kids memories are getting better because of the amount of photos that we take like mm-hmm. margo will sometimes take my phone and scroll through instagram and she'll go mm-hmm. back and she'll be like oh i remember that and I'm like, i know for a fact you don't remember that you were like three months old but she has seen that photo so many mm-hmm. times it becomes a memory and like I was the fourth kid in my family. So my mom didn't take as many photos of me and it was a completely different day, like time, you know, photos are free. We can take as many photos as we want every day. But back then it was like, you had to buy the film and get it developed and then find a place to put it. Like there was a cost associated to every single picture that our parents took of us, you know? So I think that we don't have as many memories of our childhood because of that fact, you know, Margo has pictures taken daily. So she has, a pretty good log yeah. it impresses me her memory impresses me and I think it's a function of how many pictures we take I don't know that's just a theory I have no that's awesome I've never even thought of it that way that's really really like, cool they're the memories are exercised more by looking at the photos yeah. more frequently yeah you know oh that totally makes sense that totally makes sense but I, yeah I really like the idea of I mean making memories for yourself because I mean, the kids are going to grow up and move on and all we're going to have are our memories until we're old. <laughs> I'm like getting emotional. <laughs> like, I grow up and move out and not care about us anyway. So at least we'll have awesome memories. Well, it's cool as an adult to hear your parents. Like if you go somewhere that you went when you were little and like, oh, we, we went here when you were little. And do you, do you remember this and this happened? No, I don't. But then they tell you about it and you can see them light up and be so excited to like relive that moment. Right. It's all about (laughs) making memories. Actually, there's a song we were once (laughs) we were on like this really horrible taxi ride. And uh, I forget where we were. I think we were in Atlanta. And the song playing on the radio was called Too Many Memories. And that's all it was over and over. It was just like kind of like soulful song. It was like too many memories. And it just went over and over and over. It's like 14 minutes and it was the same song. And so it's a running joke in our family now. Like every time we go on vacation and we get in a taxi, Dave and I look at each other and we say too many memories. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's like what we're, that's what we're trying to do. It was the perfect song, but it was a really silly situation. So Yeah. <laughs> Memories. That's what it's all about. Memories and gaining perspective and really understanding who you are and your place in the world. I, I just think that's priceless. I'll spend my life savings to travel, but I do. That's all. No, no, it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to bring five things with you to make it through the trip, what would your top five things be? Okay. Um lollipops I've already covered that one mm-hmm. um my well if it's an airplane trip definitely the jet box um do you guys do you know what a lily baby is it's like it's a like a like a carrier a front mm-hmm. pack carrier mm-hmm. 
I forget I'm 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 out of practice because now Margot Square I don't use it as much I forget the equivalent the ergo baby is that what it's called oh okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like that we I live off of the, the lily baby they have a toddler version and I can still carry her in it now um Ooh. so that it's super handy when they're like wiggly and your hands are full in the airport strap them onto the back onto your back and when you go through security they mo- they won't make you take them out so then they just kind of usher you through with all your stuff it's like cool it's a fact fast pass drop your kid to your back it's a fast pass um let's see what did i say that was three things mm-hmm. sunscreen never forget your sunscreen because that it's a hassle to go to the store mm-hmm. when your hands are full um and a lightweight stroller for sure one with a big basket underneath when mm. you're shopping for strollers Look at the cargo space. That's the most important, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's super smart. Yeah, those are good ones. So I'm just curious with everything with COVID-19, how is that going to change how you guys travel or if you travel? I know. I mean, that's a constant conversation in our house. Yeah. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking, honestly, because mm-hmm. we had lots of plans. Um I don't know the answer to that. I think I'm going to be really anxious getting on an airplane for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about pivoting to road trips. Like mm-hmm. we really want to do the Grand Canyon is on our list. And um, Yosemite. Like we kind of want to do some national park stuff. A lot of hiking. Margo loves to hike too. So, nice. Um, so that's, I think that's going to be our immediate plan is like camping and hiking and trying to like keep distance. But you know, you can still gain perspective, maybe not from a social standpoint, but from a more geological standpoint, which I, I think is just as important. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we're going to do for the next couple of years. Um, but we, we like to see family. So that is important to us. Eventually, we're going to have to find a way to do it. And I don't know if that's, nobody has any answers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty it's much. Sort yeah. of hurry up and wait kind of game. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't even know what we're doing for the 4th of July it's coming up. Yeah. Am I going to get brave enough to go hang out with my family? I don't know. They're my family. Yeah. I want to. I want to, but we yeah. all live our own lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I work in construction, so I go into people's houses every day. Yeah. You know, I'm a pretty high risk person, so I can't be selfish and want to see my family, but like I don't know what my situation is. So, We've yeah. been, I've been, I've been working and then isolating and then working and isolating because yeah. I am just keeping distance from, you know, the people I love most, but yeah, I know. It. And the people I see for work sign waivers and I wear a mask and we're super, super careful because you mm-hmm. have to be mm-hmm. like, life has to go on in some sense. So yeah, I'll get on an airplane again someday. I'm positive of it, but it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be for several years, unfortunately. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I mean, same. We just have been thinking about, like, today we just did a day trip, and that was a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was really easy. It was just to Ocean Shores. It was really easy to stay distant from people. And so I think we've been talking about, like, you know, doing some road trips. Nora does really, really good in the car. um, But I can't, you know, stay at somebody's house. And I feel kind of weird about hotels, too. So, or maybe Airbnbs. I'm like kind of entertaining that option but I think camping is really the way to go it's 
fortunate that we're in summertime now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just kind of like anything that you can stick to your own space. I have to say we camped at the, we did a road trip to the Grand Canyon. This was pre-baby for my 30th mm-hmm. birthday. We went Santa Barbara. We drove to Santa Barbara, then LA, then we went to Vegas and then the Grand Canyon and then just kind of like made our way back. Mm-hmm. We camped at the Grand Canyon. And if you haven't done that, it was my favorite part of the entire trip. It was the mm-hmm. most amazing experience of my life. Like it literally, literally took my breath away seeing that. And like my eyes started tearing up and I I was like, it's just a stupid hole in the ground. Like what's the big deal about <laughs> it's this? It's so moving. I love it. I yeah. did. I went camping the Grand Canyon when I was in high school and my husband has never been there and it just kills me that he hasn't seen it because I talk about it all the time yeah. I have the same experience with you yeah. so and we're gonna camp being there like it was so awesome we just camped in the in the Grand Canyon Park and it was amazing yeah so, yeah 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 oh well that's cool we we I mean haven't even talked about it (laughs) I'm like I feel like we're never gonna leave our house ever again I would really like I think camping I mean that's just gonna be a popular way to go Mm -hmm. Um, we were already supposed to have a camping trip like last month with like our family but um, I mean that all got canceled so uh, we'll see I'm like we just bought like this awesome tent last year and the kids have these like bunk bed cots and it's like we like are finally starting to like get our own camping stuff because we always go like his parents have a trailer so we get to they cook and all that and we're like spoiled that way so I'm like we should probably get like a camp stove and go and try to like get out more because it yeah it's we're we've been busy around our house with projects and everything but some days I'm like I just need a change of scenery even if we just drive somewhere (laughs) like I have to get out of here for a little while Mm -hmm. so I think that's gonna be be our first way to go yeah, just like exploring where, you know, exploring our area a little bit more than what we would normally do since we, it's harder to go a lot of other places right now. Just taking that time to really get to know like your own backyard, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you're super inspiring because I want to travel with Nora. I really want, I need to get over, you know, this pre-COVID stuff, my, my like flight anxiety and I would love to take her on as many trips as you guys have. I think that's so important, you know, not something that I got to do when I was a kid. I remember the trips that we went on so vividly, and I'd really like for Nora to experience that. So thank you for sharing your tips. It's really, really inspiring. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we like to include in our episodes a hot mess moment because we know all of us are not perfect and we all have our hot mess moments um, do you have a story that you wanted to share with everybody I do and I picked a travel related one um we went to San Francisco Margo was maybe a little over a year she was definitely still an infant and um I have off and on really bad back issues so the beginning of the trip my back was hurting so bad so my husband was taking a lot of the weight, like he was doing the in and out of the car seat. And the day we were supposed to leave, he threw out his back too. So we were both like invalids with an infant. <laughs> it was just like, we got to get home, but how are we going to do this? It was so yeah. bad. The two of us were just complete disasters. But so this is where, this is the best part. So 
he he literally can't walk. I can at least walk. So I drop him off in like the lobby, I guess, of the airport, whatever. Like the like right where you drop everyone off. And I like ask a guy to get a wheelchair. He can't even walk. So so David's sitting in a wheelchair in the lobby of the San Francisco airport, and I have to return the car. So we put all the luggage, and he has the baby. Like, just make sure you don't lose her, right? <laughs> so we take all of our luggage and we make this, like, circle. Like, basically a playpen. <laughs> David's on one end. And we, like, pen her in with all of our luggage. <laughs> She's just on the ground for, I don't know how long. It took takes me to return the, the car. Maybe, like, a half hour or so. I get back. She's still in the circle. But she just, like, won't stop licking the ground. <laughs> Oh and David God. can't do anything about it because he's stuck in his fucking <laughs> wheelchair. And it's like she's just, she's just like making out with the floor of oh. the San Francisco airport. And I'm just like, she's gonna die. She's <laughs> so many diseases now. What are we gonna do? <laughs> like, so yeah, that was just the messiest moment of ever. But again, lower your expectation. You have to laugh it off. What can you do? You can't do anything. We were doing the best that we could. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't die. And then oh. fast forward a year later, we go to uh, New Orleans and we take a, like a horse and carriage ride for her. I guess it wasn't quite a year later. It was her year and a half. So it's several months later. Um, and she, um, <laughs> she on the horse and carriage ride, she like, I don't know, wiggles her way down to the floor of the carriage and she's licking the ground of the carriage. <laughs> Mind you, people walk on Bourbon Street and get in this nasty carriage and she's licking that too. Oh. And we look at each other and we're like, well, apparently <laughs> she's just gathering diseases from around the country. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two hot mess moments is just letting my child lick things inappropriately. <laughs> but those have to alive. be like, you have to bring those up when she graduates or at oh her wedding God. or something. Oh, That's I break so, up all the time. So funny. <laughs> But she has like the best immune system. <laughs> like, She's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is too funny. Um, well, thank you for all of that. <laughs> all of that hot mess. That is hilarious. Um, we have we have a um, fun little rapid fire question game to play with you um, before we let you go. Are you are you ready? I will try to be ready. <laughs> nervous okay is it grammatically proper to capitalize the names of seasons yes would you rather come face to face with a miniature hippopotamus or a giant cockroach both are in a bad mood a miniature hippo for sure i'm not a bug person (laughs) (laughs) Um, can you define the word zeitgeist Oh, I don't know. Maybe someone who believes in conspiracy theories or is a conspiracy theory themselves. No, I can't. That's as close as I can get. I didn't even know if I said it right. So <laughs> did you Google it? Me? Did, Mickey, did you Google it? I did not. Let's I know see. there's just I know it's like a documentary called Zeitgeist and it's like about conspiracy theories of some kind. So that's a, that's all I got. See, it says the defining spirit or mood of a particular period of history as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So you could say the story captured the zeitgeist of the late 1960s. Okay. 
then no, maybe I just watched a period <laughs> piece that happened to be a conspiracy theory. What you said was very convincing. I was expecting <laughs> yeah. that to be true. Like, oh, wow, she knows. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, when was the last time you stayed up past four in the morning? Oh, like two weeks ago. <laughs> kind of a night owl. Dang, yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, what's the lamest dessert that people try to pass off as a dessert? Watermelon. Oh. <laughs> you answered that. I'm like guilty. It. <laughs> it's not a dessert, people. <laughs> tell yourself what you need to tell yourself, though. I'm not hating. <laughs> when you when you fly on a plane, do you wear a neck pillow? Uh, depends on how long, but typically no. Um, do you like Disneyland? Yeah, I do. I love Disneyland. I actually like Disney World better, but I'll take either one. Maybe not now. I'm a little afraid of diseases, oh. but I'm that's that to me that's the most shattering news. Is I have mm. no idea when I can go to Disney next responsibly. I'm not gonna go as soon as they open, that's for sure. But yeah. Um, okay. How would you rate your karaoke skills on a scale of one to Mariah Carey? <laughs> Oh man, mm. not great. Who's that <laughs> guy from American Idol? Oh, talking about the dancer. Bang. She bangs. <laughs> yeah, the she bangs guy, William. <laughs> yeah, William Hung. Maybe about there. I once karaoke the "I'm Blue" a da ba da ba da. Not good. It was not a crowd pleaser. Everyone was like, "Sit down." Just saying. I heard you sing that "Too Many Memories" little blurb there, and it sounded right on key. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can sing. Whenever I do karaoke, I always sing "Panic at the Disco" songs because it's my favorite band, and I listen to them on repeat, so I can pretty much hit those ones because I'm very practiced. But outside of that. <laughs> I like I like I like to listen to karaoke, but yeah. I did get a karaoke microphone for Christmas last year. Ooh, nice. But nice. I only sing by myself, not in front of. People. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. What's the name of the street you grew up on? Um. I'm gonna say Bella Vista Road. I moved there when I was like six, so I lived elsewhere before. But that's like where most of my memories are. Bella Vista, which I think means beautiful view. Nice. Um, are your grandparents mildly rude? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, only, I only have one living. Yeah. And yeah. she has attitude in the good <laughs> yeah. <way. laughs> yeah. I read the question. I was like, that's a weird question. Then I was like, oh, actually, okay. That probably applies for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just chalk it up to she's put up with a lot of shit in her life, so mm. she's allowed to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do you, girl. I'll get there. <laughs> What's your favorite clothing brand? Oh. Favorite clothing brand. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to overthink this for sure. My favorite shirts are all LuLaRoe shirts. I know it's like an MLM, but I mean, shout out to those styles. They're so freaking comfortable. Um, I just bought a whole bunch of shirts from a company called All Made, and I'm expecting to love them, but I don't have them yet. It's a, it's like a responsible t-shirt company, and I'm getting them screen printed. 
Oh, cool. So shout out to All Made. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> nice. They're just a really great company. I don't know. I, I wear a lot of just like sweatshirts for work. Yeah. That come from like screen printing companies. So I'm not real picky. <laughs> um, okay. Black beans or refried beans in your burrito? Oh, I go back and forth. I'm a, I'm a variety kind of person. Honestly, 50-50. Okay. Final quest or final thing. Okay. Using an Elmo voice, tell us how you like your coffee. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know how to do Elmo. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I can't do it. But uh, lots of cream. I can't do Elmo. I'm not a voices person. I, oh, I can't no. do it. It's okay. I can't even think of what Elmo sounds like right now. So more, more cream, the better. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank Sorry. you for playing. <laughs> I can't do it. No, no, it's a hard. That was a hard one. I was trying to do it in my head, and I was like, "Oh dear God, I'm so glad I'm not oh. you right now." <laughs> Sorry to disappoint, man. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that um, about wraps it up. Do you have um, social media for like your travels or for your work or anything that you would want people to follow you on? You know what? I only have one account. It's called Fantastic Fee with a PH, PH, PH. Um, and I do, I post everything to that one account. And I don't know, maybe you guys can advise me down the road if I should ever get like a work account. But um, yeah, I, I do. I, it's mostly personal stuff, but it is a public page I have a lot of my like like my tiling like we talked about my backslash earlier I have photos and some stories about the process that I went through and um if you're interested in my Taiwan trip I I left all my stories up I think I have a ton of them you can just like go through all of them they're really really fun honestly um so yeah maybe someday I'll I'll separate all my accounts but it's too hard to manage more accounts man Mm -hmm. yeah you're talking to the queens over here (laughs) yeah and I feel like my my personality is so tied into all of it that it's I'm just I just do it all in one. But it does it does make it a little bit hard because in my work, I would love to post more of my interior design stuff, but I'm always in people's spaces and I don't know if I need to ask permission to post people's houses. So I don't post a lot of what I do, but um, I wish I could. So maybe I need a, a design doctor's account and I can get people to sign off on posting some before and afters because I've done some pretty cool stuff and yeah we'd love to love, see I'd love to share more but uh, most most of my pages is personal stuff but you can see Margot she's pretty cute thanks oh <laughs> yes go follow her then and maybe you can share you know as you do your travels with the road tripping and the camping some of those experiences and some hacks that you discover along the way too for people yeah, to a see lot of my- a lot of my travels are up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Should I spell that for everybody? Yes, please. Sure. P H A N T A S T I C P H I. Fantastic fee, like the number fee. Awesome. awesome. I didn't yeah. even know that was a number, and I've been friends with you for years, and I just never could ask what it meant. <laughs> awesome. I'm a math student, so I created that like way back when I was in college and fee was like I would have to do a presentation about my favorite number and everyone chose pi I was the only one that chose fee nice. <laughs> fee is the golden ratio 
So it's like the most aesthetically pleasing and fee um, naturally occurs in uh, nature and organic, like the way seed spirals spiral out from like the center of a sunflower, the ratio that they grow is in fee. fee oh. I just think it's a fantastic number, which is why I'm a fantastic fee. So there you oh go. My gosh. That's where it came from. I love it. Yeah. I, I, that's really cute. I like that too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will let you go. Thank you so much so much for joining us tonight and sharing all of Thank your you infinite wisdom. Yeah. I, I am not the Bible, but you know, I am here to help. Yeah. <laughs> Have a happy 4th of July, whether you stay home or go anywhere. And, and yeah, it's going to be different this year, but we can yeah. still have fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, yep. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> all, right. all right. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.